Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Six seconds to go. Comes in the Tucker. Ewing sets a screen. The shot is off. Loose ball. Ewing goes up. The basket comes. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Strick and Roll. I'm your host, Shwinipu, and this is episode 40. Uh, I'm joined by, not first time guest of the pod, first time in a little while, not a long while, a little while. Uh, his name is Simon Sharon Gordon. He runs and does social stuff for the NBA. That is at Simon Sego on Twitter. Simon, how are you doing today in this post-finals world? Uh, I'm doing well. You know, we talk all the time about like basketball ethos and this finals was like for me, just like whoever won was going to be a win for my ethos. Um, I'm sure we'll get into a lot of that as we as we go through our our topic for today. But I would have been equally happy to see uh, to see either of those teams win. I'm kind of glad whoever did did it quickly, um, because for me, that meant less time on the road. So. Uh, happy to be happy to be here, and and also just I I think this is my first time on the solo pod. Um, I could be wrong about that, but uh, I I think you've been on once before. Poss- it's possible. It's possible. Been a while, if so. Um. Yeah. Look. Uh. It's all blending together, and uh, gotta say, I'm enjoying. Um, I'm enjoying this little, it's not even like a lull because now there's all the slop of like, you know, the off season. So you've got, you know, trade rumors and the draft and all that, all that stuff again is, um, is kicking in. But before we get started, um, and that's not even what we're talking about today, but we are going to talk about basketball. Uh, before we get started, I do have to make a few announcements. The first being that the Strickland has an Instagram. Check that out. That is at the strict.land on Instagram. We are posting all kinds of new content on there. The Strickland also has a YouTube channel where you may be watching this podcast. If you are and you haven't done so already, please hit like and then subscribe to the channel. That would be a huge help to us. The Strickland also has merchandise. Check it out. That is on our website. You can find it all on there. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, coffee mugs, even water bottles. There's a bunch of shit available, which you should buy if you feel so inclined. And then finally, the Strickland has a Patreon, which you subscribe to, which you can subscribe to. There are a number of different tiers. There is a six-star tier that gets you access to Pod Strickland, the podcast that I host every Friday with Prez. You also get access to the Strickland Mailbag, hosted every other week by Andrew Steele, a.k.a. Doug, a.k.a. the Doug Bag, alongside Dallas Amico. You also get access to... The Strickland Discord, where the conversation never stops. There are further tiers. There is a $9 tier that gets you access to Strick and Roll, my solo pod, where I rant and rave about the Knicks even more. You also get access to wonderful premium articles written by Matthew Miranda, one of the best in the business. There are further tiers. 
there's a $15 tier, a $30 tier, a $50 tier, and $100 tier. Those come with a variety of additional benefits like listening on our product recordings, merchandise discounts, and even potentially co-hosting a podcast alongside yours truly one day, whether you choose to subscribe or not, not to be possible without you. And this would also not be possible without Bet Online, which is your number one source for all your championship finals, info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA and Stanley Cup Finals. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball and hockey to MLB, UFC, and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today, head to the website, or use your mobile device to join, and be sure to use our promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your fifty percent bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts, and the games are done. Actually, this season, unfortunately for us basketball fans, um, but now we are left to discuss uh, the aftermath and what does this all mean. And um, you know, I, I guess it's worth mentioning. Not that like it really is relevant to what we're going to talk about, but. Bradley Beal is apparently available uh, for trade, so if that's a thing that you're interested in, that's very cool. I'm not. Um, I, I had a, a Wizards fan in my life say that he thinks they can get Simons and three for Beal and eight, which sounds fucking nuts to me if you're Portland, but that's neither here nor there for, for today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... I Riley Beal's just him and Dame, just but they're both hilarious. Like, is he better than CJ? Like, how much better than CJ is he? I don't know. I just he's better. He's be- he's better than CJ. I think like the thing with Beal is, I always feel like if you did put him in a team where he's like the second or third best guy, actual and next to like an actual first best guy, that might be something. But like, you know, this is thing where yeah. Look, his salary is what it is, and for some teams, I think it's worth it. I don't personally think the Knicks are one. Uh, I don't think it makes sense for Golden State for what it's worth, even though I guess you have Steph, so maybe it is. I don't know. Um, I think if they want Pool, I'll, I'll take fucking KP. I'll take Kuzma. <laughs> I'll take I actually like K. I, th- I think the Knicks should be should consider KP. I think he's an interesting, you know, bring him back home now that he's figured it out. Um, I don't know. I, I like the idea of like having a stretch five like him with the guys we have on the roster. Um, although I think further alterations would need to be made after that point because a lot of his value is tied into what he actually does with the ball. Um, and speaking of big men that have the ball a lot, look at that segue. Nikola Jokic uh, delivering a masterclass of an NBA Finals, which prompted me to ask you, uh, you know, we gave it like a good solid three days. We're like, yeah, we should really let this simmer before we talk about this. Um, but we wanted to talk about like all-time player rankings. Um, I know that is not near and dear to everybody's heart. And it's not always near and dear to my heart. But, uh, you know, in a year where Nikola Jokic successfully uh, vanquished the dastardly Miami Heat and uh, I got to live to see another day where Neither the Heat, the Celtics, the Lakers, the LeBrons, um, 
the all of my various uh, enemies. Yeah, who, who are we missing from that agenda? There's a uh, lot. There's a lot. Like Clippers. No, uh, the Clippers aren't really part of an agenda. I don't have a Clippers okay. agenda. Durant. Durant's part of the agenda. So I guess the Suns now are part of this agenda. Um, you know, Chicago always. Not that they were a threat. Pacers always. Brooklyn, of course. Yeah, Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn. You know, once that it all happened in uh, whatever it was February, that was over. Um. But yeah, all of, all of my enemies have been seen off, and uh, and even the, the the Cleveland Cavaliers who have suddenly become an enemy because we didn't trade for Donovan Mitchell. Um, no, but but it's a good as time as any uh, after what was a truly historic playoff run by by Jokic individually and a really fun team run by the Nuggets uh, to kind of think about this stuff. And uh, I I'll turn it over to you because I think. Like these lists are always very complex, and you know everybody has their own criteria, which is why like I try not to care too much about other people's lists unless there's just something that makes no sense. Like if it's like, oh, I have like like Michael Jordan's like twelfth on my list, like I'm not sure that makes any sense. So I think your list sucks. Sucks. Um, But like most of the time, I think any list, even if I disagree with a certain player's ranking or whatever. I think there's there's usually reasoning behind it, but the reasoning isn't always the same for everybody. So I know this was an important part for you to explain. So I want you to explain how you and I uh, did our list and why these things are so important to you. Yeah. So my thing with, with all that is like people debate, and this doesn't just apply to like all time rankings. This applies to basically every debate that we have about basketball. Like it could be, current player rankings it could be like what what team is better or anything but like who should be mvp you know whatever it is i think it's like really important that we agree on criteria before we have these debates because like just the mvp debate this year right it was like people weren't even arguing the same thing like to me mvp is who provided like the most I don't know what word to even use I hate like terms like championship value but the way I see it is just like the most valuable player is the one that makes their team like the best and the most important thing is being a championship favorite after that a championship contender so like if you on the floor are making your team like that level of team that is added value. If you off the floor is making your team worse, that is not added value. Like that has nothing to do with things you're actually doing. So like to me, the criteria should always just be about like what you actually accomplish when you're on a fl- on the floor and like a way to simplify that for me would be like if like let's say the Sixers went 50 and 0 with Joel Embiid on the floor and 0 and 22 or 0 and 32 with him injured. That to me would be the exact same thing as if they went 50 and 32 and he played every game because he provided like 50 wins of value. Um, And that's kind of, that's a different example, but that's kind of how I also think about like player rankings and these all time rankings. I don't care how many championships you would have won had you had better teammates. I don't care, you know, how many you would have won had your teammates been hurt. I don't care how tough your era was or how easy your era was, except maybe I kind of do. And we can get into that. Um, 
but like, and I, I don't only care about championships for the record. My list isn't just like a rank is not like Bill Russell, number one. And then like John Havlicek, number two. Um, but, or I guess it would be like Sam Jones or something. But the point is like, obviously a lot more matters, but I do think it's important that we all agree on like the simple premise of the goal of basketball is to win championships, not to do anything else, not to win MVPs, not to put up stats, but to win championships. And the players who impact that the most over the course of their careers, um, and by impacted, I mean like do it or like come very close to doing it, um, are the to me the the greatest players of all time and everything else is hypothetical. And I'll just close by saying like, the reason it's important to agree on this before we have a conversation is like, if we have a conversation with, with that discrepancy there, then we're not really getting anywhere. It's just like every player argument actually becomes like a criteria argument. And it's a lot less, it's a lot more complicated and a lot less interesting if you ask me. Yeah. Um, I will say like, for me, it's a little bit different. I'm not actually sure how much different this is, but like, I think I can't get to a place where it's like, okay, well, you never won a championship, but you know your team, like it's your teammates and this thing and that. Like, I, I, that to me is like, look, if you never did it, you never did it. It just is what it is. But like, you know, there's a couple guys on my list. I know, like, I'll just say this: I have Hakeem Olajuwon probably higher than anybody else in the world has him on their list um, because, like, at the end, like he actually had insane circumstances that propped up in the '80s with his team that were totally out of his control. And he stuck through it, and he ended up, like, he goes back to back. To me, it's like, I can actually do some, like, I can give him some added bonus for the fact that he still won a couple of times, back to back even. Uh, because he finally did it, I can kind of go back and be like, look, like, I get that he didn't win, he only won twice, but, you know, like, his entire team got kicked out of the league because they were addicted to cocaine, and Ralph Sampson's leg broke. Like, like that actually matters to me or a situation like Dirk where it's like I, Dirk isn't as high, not even close to my, on my list to Hakeem, but like Dirk is higher on my list. than I think comparable players, even guys maybe with more championships, because I think there's a value to like sticking to where you were winning, getting it done where you were drafted, your team, however you want to phrase it and overcoming adversity and overcoming stuff like Mark Cuban being a fucking idiot and letting Steve Nash leave in his prime because reasons. Like, I think those things, like, once you get it done, then I can, like, go back and actually get... Like, I can't do that with Harden. You know, like, that's... that's a, Like, I just can't do it with Harden. I can't do that with, like, Chris Paul. I can't do that with Carl Malone. or Like, if you never did it, you just never did it. I'm sorry. Like that's what it is and like like you know people do this all the time where it's like oh well fucking michael jordan played that and what is he supposed to do and i'm like well michael jordan left the nba for like two years and in those two years like came was just like okay well i got it like yeah. so you get credit for that like it's it's like the lebron thing right where it's like oh well the warriors signed kd and i'm like okay well like lebron went to miami and played with wade and bosh like do it? Do we not count those championships? I was like, I don't really get that. The only one who doesn't get championships counted is Kevin Durant. I yeah, and I'll just say <laughs> like to your point, I, I agree with you. Like, I don't think we really disagree. I my thing isn't like again, I'm not just stacking up like rings and then just match my list. <laughs> Bill um, Russell, number it, one. 
Right. Robert yeah. Ori, number two. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's more like, uh, it's more like you said, I need proof of something I'm going, something I'm going to believe about a player. I need proof that it's true. Um, and like, I'll even say with like Steph Curry, who I've always, you know, rode super hard for, as, as you know, like, I still think he needed that fourth ring to solidify, like, not only, it didn't only push him from three to four, but it, like, really solidified the previous two, like, where I was always like, he was the best player on that team. That, like, that ring affected Steph's all-time rank and KD's all-time rank to me. Um, so, like, I'm okay recontextualizing the past. And, like, Dirk, like you mentioned, great example, Hakeem. We'll get into all of it. I think we should get started. But, like, uh, it, it's there, there's always nuance, and, like, that that also makes it a more interesting conversation. Um, but, but yeah, like, I, I'm not going to – you're not going to hear names like James Harden come up for either of us, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> James Harden will never be on my top 25 list, even if he three-peats from this point on. No, if he three-peats, I might consider it. But, all right. Um, okay, yeah, we could start. Uh, I guess we'll do this in reverse order. Um, so, 25. Uh, are we doing, do you want to do 20, 25? I don't care. I had a 25 because I had, like, I know we said 20, but then I had, like, names left over, and I'm like, ah, I guess I'll just rank the last five. and It is what it is. So... Let's do 25, but, like, for me, I have a list of 20. I know you have 25. And then I have a bunch of guys I want to, like, pick your brain on that I'm, like, trying to figure out where they go. Yeah, that works. Um, So, like, I can just start because these are honorable mentions. I don't think these guys would even make my top 25, and I'm curious if any of them are in yours. But, like, we're talking about championships, and for the most part, like you have to have been the best player on a title team. Um, my top 20 has one exception to that, but, uh, and then my guys like 21, 22, 23, 24 are all kind of within that too. But guys, there's like, then this whole group of dudes who don't, there's kind of after that is when people start being like, okay, now I'm going to put like the almost, you know, the guys who never won or whatever. And I'm like, what do we do with Rick Barry, Bill Walton, Dave Cowens, like Willis Reed, Walt Frazier, Elvin Hayes, Gus Williams, like all of these dudes from the seventies that won one or two in the case of those Knicks players, like, or, or I think Cowens won two also, right? Like why? And, and Walton technically won too, but... Yeah, yeah, well, why? yeah, it's just not... But, like, why Why do those guys kind of get, like, not the same treatment as the modern players? Like, I get not going back to the 50s when, like, there weren't... Like, there were, like, eight teams and they were all white players or whatever. Like, we're not going to put fucking Bob Pettit on here. But <laughs> why, why don't those players from the 70s... So... Get the same like treatment that we give like a Dirk or a Garnett or a Giannis or Jokic. Uh, like if you only have one, or you're just saying like the whole kind of country? yeah, like only have one, but like. Well, I mean, I think and I know that some of them aren't like Gus Williams isn't as great a player as like Bill Walton, but like yeah, I'm curious kind of where you come down on all that. So I mean, like the weird thing is you got to remember like the '70s are just kind of this weird time, especially the back half of it, because 
it's like you've had the ABA, right? So the league isn't there's talent, but there's talent in the ABA too. Like what I don't even think they emerged in what seventy seventy eight, seven, seventy eight, something like that. Seventy six, seventy seven, yeah. I think, yeah. So like you have all these years where like Irving has a bunch of years in the ABA. You know, Rick Barry has years in the ABA. It's just a weird time in the league. And like this is why I've like I look I moved Kareem all the way up and I still don't really feel great about having him at four. But like you know, to some extent it's like, okay, well like the accomplishments are the accomplishments. Like at, at some point you just have to like honor what that is. Um, even if I don't totally believe he's like as high as I should have him, like, I guess you just kind of have to defer to that to an extent. Um, but like, I, I think that when you're talking about those guys, like, I mean, it's just a totally different league. And then on top of it, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't like to do it. Dave Cowan's played on like stacked fucking Celtics teams. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely stacked Celtics teams. Was he really the best player on those teams ever? Like, I mean, how many or how many times was he the best player on those teams? Maybe a better question or a better way to frame it. You know, I mean, I he won the MVP in '73, but like, I, I look, I, I'm not saying I've read all the fucking articles from back then, firsthand notes and stuff like that, but. Even guys that played in the era, I don't hear them fucking talk about Dave Cowens. Like, I've watched the Knicks my entire life. Well, Clyde Frazier has been doing Knicks games my entire life. He never talks about Dave Cowens. He talks about fucking, you know, he'll talk about Will. He'll talk about Russell. He'll talk about Kuzi. Like, he'll talk about, you know, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor. Like, he, he talks about guys all the time from his era. I've never heard him once. And he hates the Celtics. So, like, every time they play the Celtics, he's like, oh, fucking Bill Russell, this fucking guy. Like, I hate him. He ruined my life. Like, he never talks about Dave Cowens. I think that has to count for something. If nobody from your era is talking about you, and you're not really discussed highly among your contemporaries, I think that has to count. Especially when we go back to eras where, like, let's be honest, man. Like, you know, we do a list as much, as best as we can with all the research we can, but it's not like we went back and we're like, oh man, let's check out the 75 finals. Like, really want to see what Dave Cowan's got up to in this one. Or like, you know, you're just not going to do that. So you have to depend on, yes, stats, but you have to depend on kind of like, like anecdotal evidence and, you know, say what you want, right? If, if you never looked at like basketball reference and you just have to go by, articles and quotes and stuff like that about who were the best players of the 2010s or 2020s like you would come up with the list of players that looking at the numbers are going to tell you anyway you know what i mean like like that stuff has to matter so i think i i like i mean there's always exceptions right like a guy like rick barry doesn't get talked a lot about by his contemporaries because he's like a huge raging fucking asshole prick like nobody likes him uh like great player all-time great warrior I'm pretty sure you won't hear many Warriors fans talking about like how much they love Rick Barry, um, even though he was an amazing player. And like I think Oscar Robertson in some ways and and for him it's probably a little bit more unfair because he was advocating like I think Kareem gets punished or at the time, but the way he was covered in some ways, you know, these are guys that are advocating for like, you know, equal rights, civil rights, all that kind of stuff that was unpopular. So they got covered in certain ways. And, you know, back then, like, look, it's like racism doesn't exist now, but it was probably, I mean, not probably, it was worse back then. And um, I think that, like, 
you know, there are certain guys that get punished for that, and that is what it is. But Rick Barry, by the way, just want to, if anybody doesn't know, really white, uh, not why he's getting punished, just actually a prick. Um, also, I think his doesn't have a relationship with both of his sons, maybe, who both play in the NBA. It's some crazy thing. He's just an asshole. Um, great free throw shooter, though. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's what I think. I, I think it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's all subjective. So, Everybody's going to have their own biases and you just kind of have to make do as best as you can. Yeah, no, I think that's all fair. And like, I think you're to your point about like the merger. I think it's, it's really fair to like discount pre-merger. Obviously, like when I'm looking at ABA guys that came over, like Irving, Barry, players like that, I'm only looking at their NBA, their like post-merger stats anyway. Um, but you also then have to look at like the pre-merger NBA players not facing as much competition because of that. And like, so when I looked at like Russell and like the sixties, I I'll, I'll get into my methodology later for exactly how I did this, but I, I looked at those championships as worth less because of how many teams there were. But even as you get into the seventies and even the eighties, like the NBA has kind of continuously expanded. Um, so I do think it's fair to like weigh like a Dirk championship in a 30 team league over like a fucking, you know, whatever Bill, uh, Bill Walton, let's say in like a 14 team league or 16, whatever it was in 1977. Um, do you want to go through, why don't you go through your like 25 through 21 and I can kind of give my thoughts on where I had those guys too. Yeah. Uh, so 25, I had, Barkley, Charles Barkley. 24, I had Isaiah Thomas. 23, I had John Havlicek. 22, I had Julius Irving. 21, I had Kevin Durant. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wanted to move Durant down. Um, but I was like, am I just being a really huge hater now? I don't know. Like, I really don't know about that one. Because to me, I know this is, like, very nitpicky. And it's like, well, how can you say Steph has four and Durant has none? But it's like, to me, there's just something that will always be thoroughly... It's like, you know, I count him, like, okay, he has one ring. How about that? Is it, can I not be the compromise? Like, you get one ring for hopping on with, like, staff. And it's just like, there's no, I mean, I've talked about this with you before, but it's like, I just don't know how to value something where, like, like he had this entire thing in OKC that would have, and I think Jokic had a really interesting quote today that came out, because it's like the first thing he said after they won the championship, where it sounds like it meant something to him. Um, but he said, like, you know, you have to, fail then you have to get good and then you have to fail when you get good to learn from it and then you have to like succeed and that's like your journey like you have to go on a journey and i feel like durant like he did the got good and failed thing and then was like oh man this sucks i need to just get myself a ring right now let me go to the warriors and i understand like like i know it's look his other options are like what boston he's not he wasn't gonna go to fucking boston um, he could have stayed at OKC. He didn't want to play with Russ. I understand that stuff, but you know, just like I'm not going to do the circumstances thing for James Harden, I'm not going to do the thing where it's like, well, what else was he supposed to? I don't fucking care. Just don't go to go. Like, understand how weak that looks. Understand how un. Like, I don't know how to. Like, you're a Warriors fan, so you, you can speak to this. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong. But like, there's no way I will ever believe that those two rings they won with KD are close to as like 
emotionally validating and worthwhile as the 2015 title or the 2022 title. Like, I just will never yeah. believe that. No, they're not. And, like, I think that's the thing is, like, Kevin Durant is a champion. There's no, like, I'm not going to take that away from him. We're not talking about if he's a champion. And he deserves credit also for having the type of game that was able to take that team from, like, a really, really good team to, like, arguably the greatest team of all time. Like, he deserves credit for having that type of game. But being a champion, like, so does Draymond Green, so does Clay Thompson. Like, being a champion is not the point here. It's it's about, like, being the foundation of a championship team. And KD just wasn't that. Like, I'm not going to look at KD. I, I, so, I had Durant right on the cusp and I ended up at the last minute leaving him off my top 20. He's by tw- he's 21 on my list. Um, and I know this isn't going like perfectly in order, but I had Charles Barkley at 19 and like, I heard, I know you have Barkley at 25. So like slight discrepancy there, but to me, like Barkley as a number one guy did more in like the 93 finals. And this isn't, this isn't like the excuse making like, Oh, it's only because of Jordan. Like I'm not giving him a ring, but he did. He to me, Barkley is the player who came the close, who I give like the most credit to for a single season where he didn't win a ring out of any player. Um, so like I've ended up valuing that a little bit more than Durant's two rings with the Warriors and it's it's splitting hairs it's 19 versus 21 but like the the other thing that came up with Durant for me is like it's not just that he hasn't done it it's that if you go back two years to that series versus Milwaukee I was like fuck okay KD is like moving up my list right now because this is pretty fucking amazing what he's doing like despite all the shit happening around him and like Kyrie and Harden both getting hurt and all that and like he he almost single-handedly beat the eventual champs that year. The problem is like, he didn't fucking stick with it. He like demanded to trade. Well, first of all, the next year they got swept and then demanded to trade that summer and kind of torpedoed their season. And like, then they were starting to turn it around and, and whatever. And then he like ended up getting traded. Um, but it's like, he had, he had kind of redeemed himself a little bit. And then again, he like bailed on the situation. So I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the, if we were just doing like basketball talent, he'd be like top 10 for sure. But that's just not.